0: Kaiju FM, come find your niche. Hello and welcome to Buy the Mash Tanner, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, Drink some beer and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. Hello, we've got another episode of our Back to Basics series. Uh, it is the third installment and we are going to be looking at equipment with the wonderful people here at the Malt Miller. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi,
1: I'm uh, Rob, uh, proprietor here at the uh, Malt Miller. And I'm
2: Martin and I'm the general manager here at the Malt Miller. Hello, both of you. Yeah, thanks Ooh, for having us. Hello. No, no worries. worries it's good.
3: It's a, it's a pretty good setup you've got going on here. <laughs> it, it, it is always impressive. I think the first time I came up would have been, it was a couple of weeks back, and I, I've been buying from you guys for quite a, quite a long time, but I'd never quite grasped the
1: scale that it was going to be on. So when I walked yeah. in, I was just like, whoa, this is cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, how far back all the bolt is and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: nice. Yeah, and then we kind of have this area up here where we pull bits of equipment apart and do experimentation and, yeah. and, work, and work things out. So, uh, yeah, it's always... Always a busy area up here.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's nice having access to the kit because you also do um, sort of like learn to brew courses here as well, don't you?
1: Yeah, indeed. That is fully Martin's department.
2: Yeah, we do those once a month. Um, People kind of come in and kind of, they are a bit overwhelmed by the amount of stuff we've got here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm not surprised. I mean, I I was a
3: little bit overwhelmed and I kind of had an idea of how much kit you had, but Mm. it's different seeing it all.
2: Yeah.
0: Talking of kit, that is what we're looking at this episode. We are doing the back to basics going back and looking at every single bit of kit that you might want, uh, whether you're a beginner or intermediate, or actually like you're just looking for something shiny and new.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think we should look at every single bit of kit. That's going to take no. us a while. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll try and keep it nice and concise.
0: Okay, okay.
3: Um, Yeah, so, like, you guys brewers.
1: Yeah, I've been brewing for... uh been for, brewing since about 2007, so yeah, yeah, brewing, brewing for a while. And certainly I Martin's kind I remember, I
2: think, what... 2014 something like that okay so it doesn't seem as long as some people who I meet who've kind of been brewing but um
1: yeah
3: yeah so did you start on pretty basic kit to begin with
1: yeah sure I started on a uh, a nine liter stock pot on top of my uh cooker at home nice <laughs> uh so yes yeah, no straining bag no nothing just uh malt extract yeah um boiled it up with some hops used uh kitchen sieve to strain it out at the end um amazing (laughs) straight straight into a straight into a plastic fermenter which i cooled down in the bath and uh pitched the yeast and and made some beer there you go so it is as simple as that how
3: about you man oh
2: i I had the traditional kind of method which was my wife bought me a homebrew kit from the internet nice woodford's Wherry. yeah um terrified the hell out of me stuck it in the attic for 18 months and thought it's all gonna go wrong (laughs) um so then um, eventually a friend helped me which i think is one of the things when you start home brewing it's like if you've got someone who knows how to do it yeah they give you the confidence to actually do it um so then i kind of did that then it was she brought me a present to go on a brew day course somewhere um and it was all downhill from then i I kind of just say that she gave me the pass out to constantly buy whatever i wanted or to brew as much as i wanted yeah because she started this stupid hobby
1: well it's kind (laughs) of her fault yeah yeah um yeah so that's that, major wife points that is yeah, <laughs> that's major yeah she, she's wife definitely points. a keeper yeah
3: so yeah like, it, it's surprising how simple um you can start i mean I, I personally started with a mango chutney barrel uh which we just chucked some kettle elements in and did uh brew in a bag you know re- real simple a bit more advanced than the stock pot on the uh on the stovetop but <laughs> yeah, you know, sure.
1: not 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 much different yeah, yeah. You know? Those yeah. mango chutney barrels were really very popular. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're like, what else are you going to use it for? Yeah, and great. thermally sound, which is great.
0: Ideal. But yeah, uh, Mike, what did you start on? Uh, so I, I had the great fortune of knowing you, Cal. That see, that
3: is a great fortune, <laughs> I know.
0: And and you, obviously, being uh, much further into your homebrew adventure than others, and uh, you giving me the great advice of where to start, basically, and so. This is one of my ways of paying it forward and then sort of saying, look, if you're really, if you want to do this, there is a lot out there, a lot of information, and a lot of people that know a lot yeah. about Kit. And yeah. are
3: normally willing to talk about it. Too, yes. Which is really <laughs> nice.
0: So Cal <Kel laughs> led you down the
2: slippery slope yes. and it's gone on from there. Okay. Yeah, basically.
3: <laughs> yeah, and here we are. So, yeah, I think probably the best thing to do is to talk about realistically how basic you can brew um, and the sorts of things that uh, you guys here actually have uh, available to your consumers
1: it's, a, it's it's almost more difficult now than it was when i started when i started brewing you you really couldn't go and just buy off the shelf equipment yeah so when you started you really had to make the equipment yourself um so by doing that you learned the brewing process sort of back to front and With the equipment that's available now, that you can just buy simply off the shelf, Um, you don't get that first bit of experience from doing things from scratch, which can can make things. Yeah, it makes things can can make things a little bit more tricky. Yeah, so we'd always suggest doing a couple of fermentations, um, probably with a kit. Yeah, or doing something really as as basic as you possibly can, uh, just to get that sanitation yeah, just and teaches you cleaning
2: start your basics because it, it's it's going to come out tasting possibly drinkable yeah. um which is always a bonus but yeah <laughs> kits, kits are a great way I and mean, you, you can pick up a plastic fermenting bucket we do like kits where you get the fermenting bucket you get the bottling stick um your basic sanitizer in there just some, bits and pieces you know. to make it easier you just press you can just order that one kit and then you can just order the the beer kit on the side. Um, we do a range of mangrove jack kits which have compared to when I started doing kits, yeah these kits are just like somewhere else it's like they taste like a proper all grain kit almost yeah it doesn't taste like that it doesn't have that twang like the old tins
3: used to have yeah I, I, I never brewed one of those but I was uh, you know subject to having a drink. I, I just saw them from yeah. those kits, and they were like, you know, something from Boots or wherever, yeah, wherever it
1: was, or Woolworths
3: used to sell them. They yeah. were
1: just terrible. Well, actually, the first time I brewed one of those kits was when we were asked to start stocking the Mangrove Jacks. Oh, right. So the reason that we stocked them yeah. was because we brewed a couple here and found the, the quality to be very good. Yeah. And so that's how we I mean, we I still, doing the still
2: I will I still occasionally, if I haven't got time for a brew day, I'll still pick up a Mangrove Jack kit it's just so I can restock the freezer um, the, the kegerator yeah because if I haven't got five hours to do a brew day I can have a brew in a fermenter within an hour
3: see that's pretty good going though. you know and
2: you've got anything from like a grapefruit IPA Do they even do a gluten free version wow Um, oak barrel aged stouts there's yeah. like a wide variety and ciders which are great for the summer
3: and, uh, yeah. how difficult do you find those kits are like if, really? if you're if you a complete novice because you said that you hid yours up in the attic for Oh, 18 months like yeah
2: i mean it, it, you just have this fear that it's, it is going to go wrong but actually it's a lot more simple once you get into it i mean we we did a video recently to show people just how easy it is yeah so i mean that's on our website and on our youtube channel and it was kind of like a refresher for me because i hadn't done a kit for quite a while yeah and it's like oh this really is quite simple to actually make good quality beer at home and then put it somewhere where you're going to be able to keep the temperature roughly around about where it needs to be yeah and That's perfect as a starter.
3: I mean, the, the good thing these days is there's quite a lot of yeasts where um, actually trying to control the temperature, you don't need to be as picky. They're, oh yeah, their yeasts mm. are quite robust.
2: Yeah. Um, well,
1: actually, it's, it's interesting because the 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 kit that you've just made, um, the fake lager.
2: Yeah, the pilsner that uses the it. Calicommon yeast in there, yeah. so you don't even have to do it at lagering temperatures. Yeah. And it comes out tasting pretty much like a pilsner
3: yeah i, th- I think that was yeah. always quite a weird one you know like you get these kits for lager and it's like yeah they're not yeah they're not, ha- like, how, how on earth are you going to lager that like if somebody's doing it in their like their earring cupboard or yeah they've got their, no chance yeah, yeah exactly and no no wonder that puts people off because yeah, you're going well this doesn't taste like that it's like oh well, yeah because you haven't lagered it at all yeah
0: yeah, yeah. not cemented so, it right not lagered it yeah
3: yeah exactly it's uh it's pretty tell have you ever thought about doing a um like a kit brew at all
0: um i yeah i was put off by the the sort of the the visual aspect of you know that giant can that you see in in places like wilkinson's and and just like uh, do do i want that or do i want to go something a bit bigger um but yeah i i I think um when i was choosing what i was going to start with if the options that there are now were around yeah, uh, I think I would have. It's, it's like Rob was saying with the equipment.
2: Clean. It's 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 leaped on bounds over the years in terms of kits yeah. and the quality of what you get in there now. Yeah, and for some people, that is all they want to brew is kits because they haven't got the time in their in their busy lives. All the space, yeah, all the space. So, and then in, in terms of upscaling from that, you then have the options to actually then start looking at doing mini mash, which is using extract and grain. Yep. Yeah. and then actually improving, like we touched on fermentation, building a fermentation fridge, which you can put together for like get a second-hand fridge off ebay a heat tube and an ink bird yeah and you can put that together for anything from like 50 60 quid and that makes a massive impact yeah. on, on the quality of what oh, you're fermented. definitely
3: like that that was pretty much what i did like mm-hmm. i think i was maybe six bruising uh, and then i just i read this brilliant book just called yeast um, yep. And that just it just changed how I. Yeah, viewed... that's some bedtime reading. That is. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it, it's written like a microbiologist <laughs> Yeah, you, you but got. It, in yeah, all yeah. fairness, yeah. it is written by microbiology. Yeah, so. yeah, Yeah, that's like but the water
2: one. That's yeah. that's another bedtime <laughs> yeah, reading yeah. you got exactly. some there. Yeah.
3: I mean, the thing is, it it was it was very well, very well written um, for explaining microbiology to the layman. Like I did take a lot away from it, and it just it changed how how I brewed. You know, mm. I didn't. I, I had that while I still had my mango or chutney barrel. You know, I was still doing brew in a bag and yeah. I had a fermentation chamber because I suddenly just went, well, this is, this is so easy. Yeah, it's because one of the I, biggest, I cheapest the steps tree. forward. Yeah. And, yeah, and it, I think it's made the biggest difference yeah, I'd agree to with my beer yeah. than going, right, yeah. let's step up the full all-grain brew and, you know, buying plate chillers and all, like, all of this more advanced kit. The biggest difference was actually just building a fermentation chamber. Yeah. That was the thing that changed from going, this is home brew to... It just tastes like beer that you're buying in the shops. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, because
2: you take away the stress off the yeast, and the yeast has such an important role to play in in the beer that you're producing.
3: Yeah. So, like, equipment-wise, like, you guys have kits. Uh, I mean, for me, the next logical step up would be something like um, brewing the bag.
2: Yeah, after you've kind of done the kind of... Like a partial mash. The partial mash with the grain and the extract, which, again, you can kind of tweak and create your own recipes at that level... To then actually move up to something like brewing a bag. That's, that was naturally the st- step I took as well. Yeah. I bought a a, a, pot, a pot that was big enough to put on the stove, um, mesh bag, and kind of then kind of started messing about, kind of playing that. Um, yeah. And it, it, again, it just takes you on another level.
3: Yeah. It gives you, I think, a bit more uh, creativity as well. Because yeah. like, if if you are interested in making your own recipes, that's pretty much the level you have to. You have to get... I'd say I think that's probably the best where you, can you start, have to get to.
2: Yeah, it's where you can start playing around with the different malts, the different hops. I mean, you could, you can then split the batch if you want and dry hop it in two different ways. Yeah. Know, there's so many different things you can play about to so just learn about the impact of ingredients. Just well, by some, doing.
1: some of the beer styles are much, much more difficult to make during the partial mash mm. method. So um, if you're doing partial mash you've more or less got the equipment that you're going to need to do, uh, to do a full-grain brew. Yeah. And, and there's nothing to say that you need to do a 23-litre, like 40-pint 40, 40 batch. No. You can start very small. You can do 5 or 10-litre batches, which is m- much more accessible with mm. some of the equipment that you might already have at home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, getting 20 litres worth of brown glass bottles isn't always convenient.
1: Yeah, you got it, yeah. But and it takes up space and, and, yeah. and the extra time involved and the energy, yeah. Yeah.
3: But uh, I mean, because um, you you did some split batch stuff when you when you very first started, didn't you? Um, like, I'm sure you split. Uh, so it's like like some of your pale ales you split out and dry hop differently.
0: Um, I, ah, there was the the vanilla experiment. Oh was, yeah, uh, sort of <laughs> oh, yeah. we well, did you hear yeah. about
1: that. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I've just been listening about
1: that. Yeah. No, the That's vanilla experiment. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I yeah, still learning. Uh, it taught you to stir, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that,
3: that, that, that big mash paddle is useful for all sorts yeah. of things. Yeah.
0: But I, yeah, I'm um, obviously trying the beers from the fermenter before and after um, dry hopping is, yeah. is very useful. But I've I've not done a, a full on experiment yet.
3: No, uh, well, so I mean, like, as, as far as sort of like brewing the bag um, sort of things, so, like you guys have, because I, I used a net curtain. Like no, I so just went and bought. We you got yeah. a neck curtain and a bungee um, and, and wrap, wrap that wrap that round. But yeah. now you can get big yeah, bags, can't big, you? Yeah, I, to be honest, bags, that's yeah.
2: kind of when I discovered the malt miller. It's kind of like <laughs> you needed was, a big bag. Yeah, I needed a big <laughs> mesh bag, and malt miller was selling. It. So that's how I kind of started buying. Well, yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, because I mean, like, like you just need a big, realistically, a big steel pot, um, and it's up to you. If you if big you've steel got, pot, tea pot, pa- tea urnal, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, if you've got a gas stove,
1: yeah, or even a jam yeah. pan. You know, people yeah, people can use anything as long as you've yeah. got you've as long as you've got a, a pot that's big enough to do perhaps ten or twelve liters. You can you can crack on and get going. Yeah. Mm. So, what's the smallest pot you guys have? Twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one liters. Yeah. So that, yeah,
0: still small enough to fit on a hob.
1: Um, yeah, I would say actually with a with a, an electric hob that's about as much as you want to go um to get it to get it up to be able to yeah. be boiling quick enough and uh, with a gas ring um especially if you've got one of those you know wok rings on yes, your on yeah, your yeah. hob you can go you can go a bit bigger. Oh,
0: that's but that's good. about
1: the size that you're limited to if you're if you're brewing on your kitchen stove.
3: Yeah. Uh, I suppose you know you can always go down the line of um buying a burner. Runner. Yeah, like, like, like buying a burner and having the gas bottles. At, like, and then, you know, if, especially if you've got good garage space um, or if you're a fair weather brewer and you want to brew outside. Um, I, I've seen guys brewing in the garden with an umbrella.
2: I've
1: been that guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> some, that. So, some people are just
1: hardcore. <laughs> it aren't they? You know, it's like, that's no, a, it's brew day it? yeah. and it's happening
3: now. <laughs> no, I don't care what the weather I'm is. I'm brewing,
1: yes.
3: Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like, I had a um, one of the SS Brewtechs, um, like big pots, and I ended up just going okay. Well, I was doing it on the gas stove, but I was like, well, I ended up moving to a, a flat that only had electrics, and yeah. I had an yeah, electric corn, and I was yeah, like, not as good. I was like, nope, that's that's not going to work. So you know, Q Max cutter, punch some holes in, buy some big elements, and away you go. And and that is something, you know, I felt comfortable doing myself. um But I mean, I know you can get pots holes cut in already and then you just need to kind yeah, of indeed. wire them up. Because yeah, the, be the, the big thing is is punching a hole in a pot. That's a scary moment. Like, Especially
1: <laughs> if you've spent um, yeah money on an SS Brewtech pot. Yeah it's, yeah, a, it's, yeah, it's a few quid that you've spent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you
3: go, oh, I'm just going to drill a hole in this and yeah. punch a big hole through. That'll be fun. Like, yeah. Stop, it's storm, like a lot of stop, these yeah. things,
1: though. It's, it's actually when you come to do it, it's actually a, a yeah, it's fair not, amount easier. Yeah, it's not as scary as you think. Yeah, but the, 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 those don't Mac get it punch, wrong. Uh,
3: well, yeah, well that's it. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's measure twice, yeah. punch once. Indeed. But like those things, they make scary noises as you're tightening them up, and oh, it's just biting. yeah, I that, that. yeah, yeah. Like, like like your face. Is, like, this, like, is this correct? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I think you were happy. I was there yeah. for that, but uh, it is interesting. But now I think you can. Um, can you? get pots that
1: have the elements kind of ready put in by the company we are just launching we do some three kilowatt uh, tri-clamp elements so you can take them in and out of the kettle yeah. really easily because they're just on tri-clamps um and controllers so we're doing three kilowatt and and six kilowatt elements as well for, for bigger pots. oh nice um so we do a boil controller um it's like a volume control for the element so you can turn it up and down yeah that's for the six kilowatt element, um, and we do a PID controller for the for the three kilowatt element. Yeah. So you could do uh, brewing the bag in in one vessel, yeah. Um, using the three kilowatt element, that's,
3: that's pretty you good. Could. Going, you just got to be able to make sure you, your bag doesn't touch. The AD, that's one so of, yeah, yeah. So I, I suppose like that, simple think
1: could just be a false bottom. Yeah, you could do. Well, they are um, LDK elements, so they're not. Um, they're big elements, so not yeah. one part of the element gets really hot. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, so uh, it pre- prevents worse co- uh, scorching as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because that, cause, quite cause quite that can to... be one of the big problems yeah. you get. hot spots and indeed, yeah, you don't you, you don't want
2: that. No. And the great thing is, we'll cut the hole for you as well. I see that. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Take away yeah. that scary yeah. part.
3: <laughs> well, because the thing is, like like that that for me was the biggest. Like you know, I wasn't worried about the electrics or anything like that. It was just the if I punch this hole in the wrong place. Like,
2: yeah you don't think I'm, about the bit I could kill myself it's kind of like yeah. you think about I'm going to destroy yeah, my pot I'm going to buy the house electrics or burn the house list. no my pot yeah exactly <laughs> good priority
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think my priority is in the right place um, so yeah that like so brew like brew in the bag and again like anything you've done uh, if you've had like extract brew or anything like that the good thing is those uh, fermentation vessels are good for you know any type of brewing so you yeah need to, like you can upgrade your kit bit by bit can't you yeah, yeah.
1: definitely and I, uh, we're quite big exponents here of, of not having to buy things twice yeah so even if you're just buying a starter kit that fermenting vessel that you get in that starter kit will be useful throughout your whole brewing career yeah you might not end up using it for fermenting you might end up using it for grain storage yeah, but I'm, it will
0: oh, yeah, be useful yeah. all the way through I mean, i've definitely recycled bits
3: yeah, like, yeah, like I use it for me- like measuring large amounts of water if I'm doing water treatments, like yeah. do- like doing it in there, or just like if I'm doing different types of um, you know mixed grains and stuff like that, putting it all in the bucket, mixing it all together, so it's all ready to go in as one. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so, so so they're so they're so useful, and mm. I, I don't think I've really thrown any brewing equipment away. I think the only thing I've kind of replaced was my copper cooling coil.
2: No, I think I've still got that original plastic bucket.
3: Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm just a hoarder, though. Yeah. So, I definitely yeah. got rid of the mango chutney uh, because that was pretty... Oh, that pretty would pretty have had value. sentimental value. Shit. <laughs> I mean, it did, but it was just taking up a lot. Of space. And the thing is, I couldn't give it away to anybody. I was like, anybody want to start Lone Brewing? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> no? All right. No.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think I did once chuck away a mash paddle that was plastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I and uh, it got so warm that it yeah basically bent at ninety degrees. Yeah, and, they would. Uh, do, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the metal ones are
3: definitely oh, yeah. definitely oh, yeah. worth yeah, yeah, investment because yeah. yeah. when you're trying to squeeze out the hot bags to get all of that, you know, really good work out than the plastic ones that just don't. It's controversial that squeeze
2: see. I was a squeezer. Were you? Yeah. I am oh, controversial. I yeah. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> kind of pouring warm water over it while yeah. it's hanging up. sparching sque- the hops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, yeah. it's to Sparge the grains sparge in there on the brew in the bag.
3: You've got to get all of that. Um, you got to get all that utilization, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Dude. And a few you know. tannins.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. It's all good. Um, um, I, I kind of got fed up with the bag splitting. That happened a couple of times. Yeah. Unlike bags or net curtains or whatever I'd been using for that, and just the lack of control that i was getting to so the i tried to repeat recipes on on brewing a bag and yeah. just wasn't working for me so yeah. then kind of like the next step for me was then going on to a grain father because that kind of made sense because it was like brewing a bag but with a metal bag
1: yeah You're kind of to me and the constant recirculation yeah you know, during the mash yeah
2: yeah just getting better efficiency and, and being able to repeat it that's kind yeah. of where i then went next
3: because like, like that is the issue with um brewing a bag is the efficiency is just not mm as high as it is with um you know other versions of kind of all grain brewing yeah um, i
2: mean grain five i think i get roughly around about 80 to 85 percent efficiency on that wow that's very uh, good on a yeah, good day yeah, yeah. Uh, so
3: i mean, like, would you would you say that that is the next logical step up or do you think because i think at this point it probably goes out can, as a bit of a you can go, yeah you can go tree, really
2: couple of different ways I mean there's the three pot three tier system there's the the mash tongue kind of cool box yeah you can go you can t- splinter off in different routes just for me that was the right route for me because I hadn't got the space for three pots yeah you know I just wanted a one pot system because it was easier to store in the limited space I'd got
3: yeah well, i, I mean I, I went three pot system as as soon as I kind of retired my mango or chutney barrel um like I think I got the SS Brewtech and started doing brewing a bag in that, and then as mm. soon as I moved away from brewing the bag, I just went three pots straight away. Just did, did you it. ever like a cool box mash tun? No, no, I didn't. I I, I went straight for um, I can't remember. I, I I don't think it was a named a named kind of brand, but it's a seventy liter stainless steel double walled. Okay, sure. Cool, yeah, yeah.
2: So um, I tried the cool yeah, box nice. for two brews, and before I got my grandfather, and it just didn't work with me. It just because I was then starting to have more and more kit and spreading out and.
1: Yeah, that's always going to be the issue with a three- vessel system. Yeah, the, yeah. The, obviously, the, the space and the footprint that it takes up is that much more. But I, had, I had great success with a with a twelve quid cool box. For, oh, I enjoyed you know, from, building it because yeah, I actually felt such
2: a sense of achievement. Yeah, definitely. Of having yeah. bought the tap and the the filter and then kind of like drilling, you make a manifold out of,
1: co- out of copper yeah. copper pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's so such I a
2: great sense of achievement. But yeah, I just, I thought, like, I just jumped.
3: Um, the... Guest we had on for the first in this series, um, which is your brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he uses uh, he uses a cool box, doesn't he?
0: Yes, yeah. He he had a yeah cool box uh, mashed down I think was it leaking?
3: It was like, leaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he had a leaking cool cool box mashed
2: in. <laughs> yeah, but you don't complain about that when you built it yourself. Yeah, because no. so
3: <laughs> you, you kind of accept that these things are yeah, going it's to happen. It's just crafted.
0: And and it, and it uh, emphasized to everyone the importance of maybe doing a, 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 a run with your kit just with water.
3: Yeah,
0: that was something kit, we suggested. Yeah. It,
3: was, it was just doing a wet run. Like like before you're putting any sort of like hot, sugary liquid through it's like just run water through the whole system. Yeah, it's less messy. Uh, yeah, and yeah. just check. Because when you've got hot, sticky liquid coming out and you don't yeah. want to lose any of it, but you can't take anything apart.
1: Yeah, and it hurts when it falls on your foot. Yeah, imagine. <laughs>
3: Um, so yeah, like, I mean like three pot systems, um, like you guys have various different,
1: um, bits for, cause I think SS Brewtech have got a mash tun. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. They do two different size mash tuns and obviously, um, their kettles that they do, we do false bottoms for all of the size kettles as well. Yeah. So, uh, in certain circumstances you can, you can make a mash tun out of the, out of the kettles. Yeah. Yeah, why do you just it's, wrap it in silver bubble wrap and away you go. Yeah, mm, and actually if you've done. got external heating, there's, there's no need to do that because you can do recirculation. So yeah. so it's not, that's not always necessary. Once you start getting into that level of, of three-vessel brewing, it's really a mix and match system. Um, and then it's just down to per- personal preference of what size batch you want to do, what type of beers you're brewing. Um, what sort of space you have. Space, the sky's the limit really um we do do some of the systems that you can choose different size pots um and two of them stack inside each other oh, okay so wow, it's nice. kind of a uh yeah, yeah it does save that little bit of space for for storage yeah
3: i mean like, like for me it even you know i've got 70 litre mash ton 56 litre uh boil kettle and uh it's a 20 litre hot liquor tank just a like a tea urn Uh it's actually the fridges that take up the most space in my brewing. Yeah. I've got three fridges in my kitchen. It's no, nice. a big kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. in it's the kitchen. Fri- yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like my my kitchen to give you an idea is probably half the size of your
1: office. Yeah, I got it. Yes, yeah. so if it's that you're a bit tight with three fridges in there. It's,
3: yeah, I mean, like two of them are fermentation fridges. One of them's a food fridge.
1: Yeah, I think the food
3: fridge is <laughs> just taking up too right. much space. That's about <laughs> the right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sounds a good ratio.
3: I've got a very understanding flatmate. <laughs> Gets free beer. Yeah, you know? yeah. Say, yeah, beer, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like So, yeah, I think, like, the, the three-tier system, uh, it can be off-putting. I mean, like, you've got your garage, Mike, uh, yeah, which yeah, I think you know. really helps because so, you've space, got so much more space. Yeah,
0: space wasn't an issue. Uh, not having to pack down everything. Um,
3: yeah, because, yeah, like, just for space, me, at the end yeah. of my brew day, everything has to get packed down. You know, like, all the hoses that are linked up around the house all have to get put away. Yeah. You know, because, like, I've got, um, like, a chill plate, and that all has to be uh
1: plumbed in yeah, and it's no. unplumbed um, yeah so you can see the 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 benefits of a one vessel system that's going to yes yeah you don't have I, to a, I, th- I
3: think if i was to given where i'm living now if i was to do it all again the grandfather would probably be the way i would go because the i what what is the maximum uh capacity you can do on a grandfather
2: I think probably the biggest batch size I've done on there's twenty-five litres finished. Yeah. But I mean you can yes. you can I mean you can push it up to the brim. I do yeah. do yeah. a big stout with like nine kilos of malt <laughs> in there. It
3: it's brimming. <laughs> yeah,
1: it yeah you can always lick her back as well. So you can yeah. always yeah. yeah. You can always lick her back.
3: Yeah. So I think that was the one of the things that kind of steered me away. Well, which made me go, Right, I want a I want a big mash tun. I want a big um boil kettle. kettles just because I was like well, I've got. I'm going to buy sixty liter fermenters, and it was mainly because I go to a festival every year, and I brew like fifty liters of beer to take away with me. And doing a double batch wasn't really yeah. that appealing. It was uh, like, well, I may as well just do the one. But
2: we've, we know people who actually. Well, I know, I know a couple of people actually who've got the two, or yeah. even three grain farmers because cause it just kind of works. Like when you add up the kind of the cost of actually buying the size of the kit, yeah, and the simplicity and the ease of using it. Says, well, I might as well just yeah, buy so another grain grandfather to go next batches, to Double batches, they're
1: yeah. just doing. Yeah, doing I'd, I'd, I'd say, I think
3: that's probably the way I would go. No, like knowing now where I am living mm. with the space constraints that I have, just how quick and easy I think that would all be. But I know then I'd also be wanting the conical fermenter, the glycol. Yeah. You know, all <laughs> all but, but that's just because that's that's me. That's that. Yeah. be Like, nope. If I'm gonna do, it, I'm gonna yeah, do properly. Do it well.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean,
2: uh, here I've, I've had when I'm brewing for myself, I'll, I'll have three of them going. Yeah. At the same time, st- stagger them out, and I'll have three different beers brewed on the one day, so I kind of maximise the most of the time. Um,
3: we could just constantly be recording. <laughs> 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 Always by the mash tone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so, so it's look- all completely different beers as well, Not you're not doing... Like-
2: yeah, yeah, three completely different recipes. Running nice. off different devices, phone, iPads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, because because they have the controller unit, which uh, basically just interfaces with your um, an app. Yeah, so it? you
2: kind of you can download the app and you can program the recipe on there, or you can yeah. go onto the website, um, program the recipe on there. That's my preferred route because I just like to see everything laid out, and I've yeah. kind of got used to doing it that way. Um, and then it synchronizes with the controller. You just say, right, I'm my brew schedule is this recipe that I've programmed in. And it acts as an intelligent alarm clock. It doesn't do the work for you. No. It, acts, it tells you, right, this is your next step. Yeah. So instead of sitting there with the alarm clock like you used to sit there with to remind you to do things at certain stages, yeah. you can sit there with your iPhone and your phone will go off. I mean, your grandfather can be in the garden. You can be sat inside on the sofa. Yeah or your apple watch will go off and it'll tell you right you've got to go and do this step now so it's, yeah. it's pretty cool in that sense so, so
3: you still you're still there having to do all of the hop additions yes and like, you do all like, of like, that like.
2: Yeah. so and it's all about the preparation you're the one who's having yeah. to do the work you're having to research the recipe program the recipe yeah so the, all of that part is there what it gives you is it gives you repeatability yeah and um, consistency it gives you that kind of step on from I felt so anyway. From when I was doing brew in a bag and trying to think, oh, I'm doing this. How much sparge water have I put in? Um, trying to remember stuff. It kind of like it kind of helps you remember that and repeat it and get
0: consistent results with yeah. each time. Yeah, I've, I've definitely come a cropper by you know leaving something on for a bit too long. Yeah, you or walk or away and try and do something else, thing. and yeah, yeah. Like you like can't a do podcast. that on brew day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it just it, as you say, it's, it's a blow to the consistency of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas having that constant reminder is probably a good good shout
2: yeah Mm -hmm. I mean I had we had a brew day here on the weekend and there was a guy who came along he'd been brewing 47 years wow um, doing kits and also doing all grain you know mostly all of it all grain and he came along because he said he wanted something that was a little bit easier to use now um, and kind of fitted in more to his life and he was also brought his son in all along and he wanted something to kind of like work together on it Mm. they loved it
1: 47 years 47
2: years brewing at home
1: that's amazing. Brought well, stunning along. Yeah, yeah. I
2: was, it? I was just like, you should be doing the course. Not yeah. me. It's <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah. You've got farmers. Supposed- yeah. but he was here to learn about the kit because he'd done his research and he says that's what actually suits my my brewing life now.
3: Yeah. 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 I, like, it is. It is impressive kit, and like you know, I think if uh, I might go that way one day. You know, we'll see. It just depends if I get a hold or anything.
1: Um, There's still nothing like brewing on a three three vessel. I like that, three that, vessel kit. It's, like,
3: I, I like. I like the hardship. That's yeah, think I, 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 There on. is something it's, it's, I enjoy. You're not doing amazing. anything
1: else while you're doing it. No.
3: Well, that's it. Uh, I, yeah. the, it. For me, it's now actually a bit of a relaxing day because I know I've just got you know the, the the time that it's brewing. That's time that I'm just kind of to myself. You know? Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I've written off the whole day. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, we record uh, during the mash, but oh,
2: I listen. That's when yeah. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I listen on brew day, or I'll read a book about brewing. These, like, yeah. No, because of that the, time,
3: like, uh, like when I first started, the how hectic everything felt, um, you know. And I was like, I don't understand how anybody's got time to do anything else while they're brewing. Like it's like this is six mm. hours and I'm busy the whole time. Running Whereas around, now yeah. it's like, ah, I've got loads of time. Like I pop into town, like, I'll come back. Yeah, you're fine once you've on. actually
1: learned the system and the routine. Yeah, and yeah, you got that nailed. You then it's a lot more relaxing.
3: And that's it. it it's learning your system. Wh- whatever equipment yeah. you have learn how that works. Um, I mean, I use uh, Beersmith as my kind of... See, I never got into that because I kind
2: of took that jump and
3: used used Brewer's
2: Friends and then I went on to grandfather Software. Yeah. So I never had the urge to kind of use Beersmith. Yeah. I've
1: always used Beersmith as well. I I actually really, really rate it. Yeah. It's quite difficult to get into as a beginner. um, Yes. Because there's a lot... There's a There's lot so to it. much information. Yeah, so yeah. much information there, yeah. I think but,
0: you, you had to talk me through at least my first few recipes.
1: Yeah. Right. But so it was what does like, this do? How
0: the, do I do
3: this? The biggest thing I found was actually inputting your equipment. Equipment, definitely. Like what, once you add your equipment profile in, which yeah. I think probably the Grainfather takes that away because yeah. they Although
2: you still have, have to put in your your efficiency and your waste. Yes. Um you have to calculate that bit into there. Yeah. So there's a small amount of it, but nowhere near as much as Beersmith.
3: No, like, like Bearsmith's full on, but I find that now now that I've done the legwork right at the start, you know, it, it tells me everything I need to know. So yeah. it, it
1: does take out the kind of the guesswork. Yeah. There's also module, modules that you can download for uh, Beersmith as well. So if you've got a known mash tun, um, yeah. like, just for example, the, the, the Infusion mash tun, the SS Brutech, yeah. you can download the profile for that. Yeah, and just sit it right into uh, right into beersmith. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, like, of, like like the guy keeps it relatively up to date. Like he's you know he's he's on it
1: definitely. Yeah, and his well. podcasts are good as well. Yes, so the information yeah. that he gives out is really really quite good. Yeah, and the ingredients is kept up to uh, up to date as well with new ingredients coming out. So it's quite
3: yeah. I, I, I was quite surprised actually because um, with the the last brew I did using the omega yeast. Like that was all in there, and yeah. I was like, oh, well, like you know, because sometimes I've had to put in my own, um, you know, yeah. my own information and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. especially um, with hops, I think, yeah, with hops, or yeah. like even, um, when I did the margarita girls, the mm. lime tincture, obviously, yeah, it wasn't that, it in there, that, that that wasn't in there. But the great thing is, is I could just go right, I'll just bang that yeah, in, you could stud it in, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. And I think it worked really well, mm. so yeah, nice. I mean, like equipment wise, I think that's it's taken us all the way up to what i think is probably the you know that the, the highest tier you can probably get to unless you know you guys can suggest any more magical kit that can take you beyond uh...
1: the only thing we've not really touched on is is the fermenters
3: yeah
2: the and...
1: fermenters that are available now oh yeah, yeah, yeah. just i mean well, we started with
2: plastic buckets but like kind of like where you can go now it's like the stages, like you've got again you've got plastic buckets you've got fermentosaurus and yeah. other plastic conicals out there um, mm-hmm. which allow you to kind of ferment under pressure um, harvest yeast and then you go beyond that until some of the kit SS Brutech got yeah, you are kind of nice doing looking stuff looking that even kit. some of your even your local kind of brewery hasn't got like, yeah. you know, like uni tanks and bright tanks yeah. has, things like this the glycol chillers that you can choose now this stuff is just like yeah and this is another world kind of like from where we were two three years ago
3: well that's it like you you just couldn't get that so I remember when I was um, moving on from like the 25 litre plastic buckets I had and I was like okay well I'll get 60 litre plastic buckets and I was like it's just the same it's the same thing it's just big mm. plastic. But then I was like, look, and I was like, ooh, all that shiny stainless yeah, stuff. they're going to make you things which are shiny, it's have flashing light. buttons. Yeah, and it's you know? just like, oh, <laughs> things that oh. appeal
2: to us. All. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> and then as soon as you bring in the um, the glycol chilli, you, you remove the, the need for fermentation
1: fridges. Yeah, definitely. Um, You've basically got a plug-and-play system. Yeah. So you tell, the, you, you tell the fermenter what temperature you want it to be at, and that's the temperature that it stays at. Yeah. And it cold-crashes really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Really, the sky's the limit for that. That's... That's yeah. your absolute top line that's available at the moment. That's
3: it. I mean, like, like one of my fermentation fridges, the first one I made, the little little dinky one, sits under the counter. I think that's probably on its way out. So you, <laughs> know, you never know. But I mean, you
2: can, <laughs> even into those kind of like fermentation fridges, you can bring technology into those. Yeah. I mean, putting a tilt in your fermenter so that then you're actually reading on your phone on an app what the gravity yes, is, what yeah. the temperature is, and you can also combine that with something like my BrewBot, which then gives you remote access to actually control the temperature you set your fridge up. Yes, and it'll sw- it'll switch. It's like a remote kind of a Wi-Fi switch, enabled yeah. kind of. Um, inkbird yeah and you're just seeing it all on there you can set programs for it to do so whatever you want wherever you sounds, are in the world that, that would
3: be really weird. helpful yeah. for, well, for when, you, yeah, when you're working away yeah, you, work you can shore, see where your mentor
2: is well, and that's you can it. say oh let's cold crash it I'm coming home I don't, I don't understand coming. why
3: I haven't done that because like, <laughs> the amount of times I have to like send a message to my uh, flatmate and he's notoriously um, not checking his phone or you know,
1: <laughs> actually, that my brew would really suit your. It in really, a nerd really, really because would is, actually. Is, like, that is a really nerdy product.
3: Uh, and the thing is, it'd be perfect for me, especially uh, you know, if I'm ever doing any um, like lagers or anything like that, where yeah. uh, where I'm wanting to be constantly dropping the temperature. You know, if I go offshore or if I you know go away working and I'm not there to drop the temperature down, that is something
0: I could do remotely. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: what it's there for for remote tracking. So, yeah. Well.
0: Sounds like you have to get one now. It
1: does sound like i have yeah. to get one, yeah. Got <laughs> it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and there obviously are some massive advantages to fermenting under pressure as well and that yeah. buckets just can't do really.
3: Yeah, well I yeah.
2: mean like we, it removes we... it just removes that risk of oxygen contact. Yeah. yeah. You know, if yeah. you're doing like these big hoppy New England IPAs, yes you can do them with a traditional fermenter. I mean, breweries are just proving that. Yeah. You know, but they're spending a lot of time and effort to kind of protect that. Beer with coats of CO two on there, yeah, because um, it oxidizes. Really well, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I've really seen really tricky. Your um, six degrees of Andy, yeah, yeah. yeah, six yeah six degrees well, degrees I've Andy's seen back, him yeah. doing like these fantastic New England IPAs, and he's using open top fermenters, so he proves that it, it nice. works. Yeah, know?
0: I'm very pleased we got a six degrees. <laughs> It'd be rude not to. Yeah, rude yeah. not to.
2: <laughs> um, but um, yeah, but using something which is constantly pressurized, and you're not sucking on oxygen in. You're protecting that hop flavour.
3: Yeah. And it's And and then you can even rack straight to a pressurized cornies. You can, yeah, you can rime, yeah, yeah, you
2: can just put a jump lead basically from the from the fermenter to yeah. the keg. Yeah. It's not gonna touch anything. It's yeah. uh, it, and it, it, it's also started to carbonate with with the natural CO2 that's in
3: yeah. there. I I think that is the that is the way I would like to get to um you know what like wants I eventually I will end up moving away from plastic buckets, but it's just mm. it's taking that Taking that initial leap of going right, okay, I'm just going to, you know, bang the money into just doing this, just because it's it makes slightly better beer than yeah. what's already being produced, and it's just a lot easier to clean. It's a lot easier to manage. It's just simplifying the brew day. It's a lot out. easier
1: to produce better beer. Yeah. In a in a in a conical fermenter. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to use one vessel, not having to transfer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a bigger big advantage, and the ease of cleaning of the stainless is is a massive advantage over yeah. plastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and that's basically uh, the key of deciding what kit to buy in the first place is weighing up all of these options such as space and time and money and yeah knowledge and and it's it's about finding where you are as as a homebrewer and where you want to be and picking something Pick something from appropriate. that selection. Yeah. yeah, there's just
2: no right or wrong answer. No, it's 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 such a personal thing, and which we get asked it quite a lot. But it's trying to unpick all the little bits that kind of suit people's life and kind of saying, "That's what I would do if I was in your kind of shoes." But it's mm. not the only thing you can do. Yeah, you've got to kind of look at it and in, and investigate and learn about it yourself to, to um, kind of pick out what is going to work best for you.
1: The other thing that needs touching on is is packaging and dispense. So you can spend as much as you want on the on the actual kit, but if you wreck the if you wreck the final packaging and dispense, then then yeah. that's all that's all gone to waste. And you can you can serve a, a mangrove Jack's kit beer out of a kegerator, perfectly carbonated, yeah. perfectly chilled, yeah. you know, which makes a massive difference to the beer. Rather or than you the could, plastic, or you could mess plastic. around with a plastic pressure barrel that's just. Yeah, Leak g- in and 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 you yeah. can't get the uh, amount of pressure in it that you need, and really struggle with it, you know, which could actually,
2: and then you've got to drink recommend. it within four days before it completely. Indeed, yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: just before it goes real bad. Yeah, yeah, and, and there is so many options for yeah. that sort of thing, you know, like, um, you know, you guys do corny kegs, um, which is a you know a staple for a lot of home brewers. Mm. Yeah, indeed, um, so convenient. But then, yeah, well, that's it, and then you know. Like bottling. Um,
1: well, I would always. Uh, we we can argue about this for, for forever. But, uh, <laughs> I for, think he's going to bring pe- this up for people that are, for people that are starting to brew right at the beginning of their brewing career. I would always say bottling. Yeah. Because it's a, such an easy way to to serve your beer well. Yeah. Rather than kegging can be quite quite tricky to start off with. And you've got to
3: have something to serve it out of. Uh not everybody has that. And Indeed. you know, or, or if you're wanting to um you know, give your beer to people, like um uh, one of the things that, you know, I, I don't have, I don't have a um like a bottling gun so that you can bottle from a keg. Yeah. So if I just do a keg, you know, yeah, I'll am fill up with out a a tab, keg. yeah, keg and then it then you lose a lot of your carbonation. Whereas I always like to have some bottles so I can, you know, once it's ready, I can go, oh, here, try this. Yeah. Rather yeah, than, you have to come around my house. And, yeah. And you have to try it, which, you yeah. know, it's preferable, but I mean, it
1: allows you to. And the bottles are like really recyclable.
0: Yeah. All you've got bo- to do is buy Bottling suits
2: certain types of beer better as well, I think. So if you're making like a, a big barley wine or a big stout, yeah. You're going to choose a bottle and you're going to choose the right size bottle. Yeah. You know, if it's like a 10 11% barley wine, you ain't going to put it in a 750. No. You get a little 330.
3: <laughs> yeah. Little, little dumpy fella.
2: Yeah. So you, you, there's, you have to kind of pick and choose what you use for that. But I mean, in terms of like kegs, I mean, I, I love kegging because it just, I just. I like having that time back from where it was bottling. Yes, you know? <laughs> bottling takes But yeah, then in terms so of taking fast. it and sharing it, I use a growler. So yeah. you, you can get anything, only any kinds of selections of growlers now. I mean, you can even get growlers where you can pressurise it and serve it from. Yes. It. So yeah, it's yeah, like can, having yeah. a mini keg well, in actually, your... actually,
1: yeah, the two-litre ones that so you can force yeah. carbonate in the growler. So yeah. you don't even need to um, the bottle the extra beer that you've got might not fit in your keg. You can put two litres into, a, in into a, growler, in a growler. And
2: then you can go force carbonate carbonate a five-litre keg five litre mini keg or a nine litre keg yeah Yeah. so you can you can small package it so kegs are a little bit more flexible than just thinking about the 19 litre thing yes yeah. and in terms of taps you've got the choice of taps from um, party taps like a picnic tap yeah which yeah, is a that's, cheap
0: option. That's what I started with. Yeah, you know, the they're still actually fine. Mine. You
1: can pour. You can pour really well using one of those party taps. Yes. Yeah. yeah, if you do it right. Yeah. yeah, if you do it right, you have a bit of. Um, There's a knack to it. A restrictor yeah. line in there. Yeah, you can. You can do so it
2: again. It's like it's what you've got. All those little steps all the way through. Yeah, uh, it, two party taps to all the way up to flow control taps mounted on a fridge.
3: Yeah, and I think that, like that. That is the that's the point where it's just like, what do I want to do? How how do I want my beer to be served? Yeah. You know, how do I want to interact with the brewing that I am doing? Um, I mean, that's the great thing with all the equipment.
2: Yeah, and you're saying about taking the beer out the keg into a bowl. Again, you're managing with the tap, which yeah. is perfectly fine because you're saying you're going to drink it within the next couple of days. Yeah, you can then get um, counter pressure fillers. Yep. Beer guns. Yeah. All well, of these
3: things make such a difference.
2: There's also the what's the inline cleaning cap that we do. Yeah. The, the you can carbon- buy plastic balls, carbon- screw one of them onto a, and you can actually pressurize the well, bottle. Like a two-liter Coke bottle. Yeah, and actually yeah. take that carbonated. Oh wow. That's probably the root. that's that's the first step. That's cost you twenty pounds something like that. Yeah. yeah. That cheap as chips. Yeah. Uh, and you can get beer into a bottle, keep it carbonated and fresh, take that with you.
3: Oh, that's pretty good.
0: I'm unaware of
1: yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's almost almost as many options for dispense as there is for actually making the work now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Uh yes, I mean like that was very informative. There's a lot. There's a lot of equipment out there, and it is just about picking what works well for you
0: yeah yeah I, I, I think most of what we've mentioned today is available on your website yeah we've got yeah, a huge sure, range yeah. of
2: selection of different things from plastic buckets up to conical fermenters yeah it's all there
1: oh, are we just gonna stock to mango yeah. or
3: chutney barrels at any point i'd love to just, just to reminisce that would <laughs> yeah. be brilliant
1: go and raid the uh, the local indian yeah. and, uh, and ask <laughs> for a few them. barrels yeah that'd yeah. be good uh yeah so well thank you very much for um
3: you know, talking to us today and giving us all that information. No, oh, thanks um, for coming
2: down. So. No, great, great to great. see you as always. Really yeah. good to see you. Thank you. Um,
3: yeah. So, if you've got any questions, um, you know, you can find us on Twitter. You can email us. Um, just look for
0: at by the Mashton. Yeah. Um, and if you've got any questions about what kit you might be potentially thinking of, uh, I'm sure the lovely people at the Montmelo would be keen to help you through that. Indeed.
1: Yeah. Up the phone.
2: Yeah, or send us an email to. Hello
0: at the Awesome.
3: Right well I think that's uh I think that's all from us isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, thank you very much guys. Okay. Thank, hey
1: you. thank Bye. you. Bye. 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 Bye.